there, folks over at CommanderCast.com, MTGCast.com, and CommanderSociety.com. It's time for another episode of Rivals Duel, where 2016 is finally freaking over. Oh, what a year. <laughs> uh, so, Ev, I'm an optimist for the most part, but I was having uh, a lot of conversations where people were telling me as... Uh, that 2016 was not as bad as everyone said it was. A lot of good things happened in 2016, blah, 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 blah. And I, I think that's patently untrue. As an optimist, 2016 was garbage. Uh, and the best thing I can say about 2016 is hopefully 2017 is going to be better. Right. Like, there's there's just, there was a lot of, a lot of suck in 2016. There was a lot of suck in 2016. <laughs> not... Good year for magic products, though. Perhaps yeah, too good. Yeah, there's, this was the year of Watsu releasing a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of really big stuff, which we will get into in a little bit. But first, how were your holidays, Noel? Very good. I thoroughly enjoyed. Got to spend Christmas with the grandmother. And uh, then New Year's Eve, I spent drafting Conspiracy at a friend's house. So holidays were great. How about yours? Mine were great, too. I got lots of... I got spoiled with gifts. Uh... My girlfriend and I, my imaginary girlfriend and I, had been working on a bunch of homemade stuff for our Christmas gifts. So we'd, like, gotten started months out. Like, we started, she started making jams in, like, August, and we started researching, like, recipes for, like, infused vodkas and stuff. So it had been, like, months and months of work, so the payoff of seeing people get their, like, gift baskets was really, really good. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, yeah, no, things have been great. And I'm finally, uh, I'm finally not working every single day of the week. So that, Yay. that's nice. And you're employed. Yes, I am. I am back to being gainfully employed. I'm not, you know, doing unspeakable things for money in a back alley. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll judge, uh, we'll judge your home games for money. Just standing right. out there with a the cardboard sign. There was definitely a joke at one point that I was going to open the text-to-judge hotline where, for 99 cents, I'll answer your rules questions. <laughs> that's that's basically what this show is, except you don't get 99 cents. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, but we are doing our year-in-review episode where we talk about this year and our feelings about all the stuff that came out and how we feel as, about the year as a whole and kind of what we're looking forward to in 2017. So before we get into that, we have some announcements in one email. Do you want me to do the email and then you can do your announcement? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so we got an email that we're only very, very briefly going to touch on from a fan with a King Makar decklist. I'm just double-checking his name pretty quick. I'm think I remember it properly, but yeah, it is Michael. Perfect. Yeah, Michael, we got your email about your uh, your deck list, and we really, really appreciate you sending it to us. Uh, we're not going to talk about it, though, because we are almost certainly going to have a King Makar episode after all of Aether Revolt is spoiled, and we don't want to, uh, we don't want to bury the lead, so we're going to we are going to wait and talk about your deck list when the episode comes up. Your deck list looks sweet, and thank you for sending it to me, but we will talk about it later. Yes, thank, we very much appreciate getting it. Yeah. So all right. I, I have some 2016 housekeeping. First of all, we should be back to a regular schedule now. I believe so. Me getting reemployed, and then I think there was one time, one of the episodes you were sick, so we couldn't record, and if nothing if, else, 
2016 will be the year of audio problems and random like just disappearing <laughs> for a month and a half. Yeah, hopefully there's uh, there's going to be no more of that. And in fact, you might be seeing more of me in particular in the future. But that's that's a story for another time. Yeah, and so hopefully we'll be back to a consistent every other week. Mm-hmm. schedule of things but so our apologies for our weirdness in the month of december and october and november all the <laughs> shitty audio problems we had like july through wow our year was awful 2016 was a bad year dude yeah we're gonna not touch that so let's talk about something happy that happened in 2016 though and that was our uh rivals duel giveaway of the command beacon that's a really really sweet command beacon did yes. i win you i wanted not, to win you, you did not win eric Oh, my you heart. Didn't, you didn't share, comment, and like the post. <laughs> I, I feel like that'd be kind of masturbatory of me to do that. So, no, I did not share, comment, or like the mm-hmm. post. Oh, I shared it a bunch of times. I was really hoping one of my friends would win so I wouldn't have to pay postage. But they did not. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first thing I asked when you said that you had a winner, it's like, it wasn't my friend, right? Because we're going to get accused of cheating if it's my friend. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it's, it's, I, I do not know this person at all. So, uh, it's, uh, I'm going to go Gabe S., um, and I've messaged you on Facebook as well. I was about getting your address and getting it sent to you. But congratulations, bud. Um, we'll be sending that shiny, shiny judge uh, command beacon your way. Yeah. Did, do you already have his address? I do not yet. But I also right. messaged him about an hour ago. So. All right. As soon as you send us the address, you will be uh, getting that thing shipped out. Yep. All right. And is that it for housekeeping for 2016? Can we get straight into it? I think we can start talking about what came out in 2016. What else did we have? Okay, so I I have all the product releases. I don't have, like, EDH rules changes or anything like that. Hmm? I don't have, uh... EDH rules changes? Yeah. That's fine. I I mean, I think a couple things got rotated on the ban list. The big thing to talk about would be French. They really swapped up some stuff with the French. And I also uh, are changed to color identity. Yeah. Uh, and did the command zone ruling change? No, this Tuck, year? Tuck was last year. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Profit of Proofix got banned. Yeah. And the format is healthier for it. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that. All right, we all agree that was important. That was that was a good call. Good job, guys. But uh, in terms of like EDH bandings and rulings and stuff like that, I mean. Yeah, we we had a couple changes, but I don't think it's big enough to spend an entire part of the section on. Yeah, I was trying to see if there was any, uh, I was going to hop on the change log and see if there was anything really important this year. No, just profit of crew fix, um, and the color identity thing where now you can make mana of any color. Yep, that's, that would be, oh, and the, uh, um, oh, and the mulligan rule change, too. Oh, yeah, the mulligan rule, that's, I mean... <laughs> So many different groups have so many different house mulligan rules that the mulligan rule kind of happened and I hardly noticed. Right, like, my my group has finally settled on mulligan until you get a keepable seven hands, don't abuse this. Yeah, my, uh, I think we do the normal mulligan, we do the mulligan rule as it's written, but it's like, we you get one free one. I think that's actually written in the mulligan yeah, rule, isn't it? you're supposed to get a free one. Get one free one, yeah. And if you go down to, like, four, you just reset back to seven, because we want to actually play a game. Right. So, yeah, not a lot of rules changes this year. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, the less, the less those rules change, the better. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's hop into products for the year. Oh, boy, this is going to be a long one. Oh, man, Here's, this is the year of a lot of stuff. First one was Oath of the Gatewatch. Yes, that was actually in 2016. 
Okay. And I had uh, to, like, I, I double-taked, and th- I thought that was the end of 2015 for sure, but that came out this year. Oh, my God. So the big thing with Oath of the Gatewatch was less the product itself or any cards it brought in, right? It was more the Gatewatch, that being a thing. The Super Friends are now an official, like, we have the... We have the Justice League of the multiverse. Yes, the Justice League is out and about. Um, yeah. Uh, there was there was colorless mana in this set too. Yeah, but that was that started in the previous one, didn't it? No, Waste? It, no, it didn't. Waste and Cosmic like that were all of the Gatewatch. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so colorless basics were the big thing, and which is a big deal. Like yeah. we 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 I was rolling right through that, but we shouldn't diminish that. Colorless basics are a huge boon for anyone who wants to play a colorless deck. That being said, you could count the colorless general possibilities on two hands. But it, yeah. if you do do that, it's nice to have lands that aren't going to be blown to hell as soon as someone ruinations yeah, and stuff like, you can get with solemn. Yeah, that's that's just it. Is that most of the people I know who have colorless EDH decks don't play more than a handful of them. Like, mm-hmm. they really, like, there's enough good lands that tap for colorless that they don't randomly run, uh, they just, they run a few for, like, Path to Exile and stuff like that. But still, having those as a thing that's available is a huge deal. Yeah, having, like, ten Mm-hmm. Or some, somewhere around that ballpark, 10 or less, just to be able to get them off of Solemn or Path to Exile is a really, really big thing. Mm-hmm. You can participate in a collective voyage! Right. Yay! What, uh, what else was in... I'm trying to think what else was in Oath. There was Anissa and Ashandra who were both pretty good. There were... I think the Oaths were kind of a big deal, too. Yeah. The fact that Oaths came out and the fact that Oaths are going to keep coming out. Like, mm-hmm. Super Friends decks have really benefited this year. The two the two big kind of deck themes that benefited were the Colorless Ones and Super Friends. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, we got... Uh, I think we got some cool generals out of Oath of the Gatewatch. There's Ailey. Right. There's the really good, um, really good ally general. Yeah, General Tazri's in there. Um, mm-hmm. Kozilek, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention him. Yeah, he is a general you can play. Yeah, <laughs> he's big and scary. He is big and scary. I still, uh, I stand by my previous statements. I prefer OG Kozilek, mm-hmm. who there, always there draws four cards. Admittedly bigger and scarier, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, if I... It's it was a good set. It had lots of cool cards in it. I really yeah. liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hype was still high when uh, Oath of the Gatewatch came out. I think. Yeah, I would agree. Well, and and Oath of the Gatewatch was better than Battle for Zendikar. Was it? I would say so. Like, if you look at the cards in Battle for Zendikar and versus like the power level and interesting level of the cards in Oath of the Gatewatch. Hmm. Like, barring a few like marquee cards, Battle for Zendikar doesn't have a lot. Where there's a lot of like. Just solid stuff in Oath. That's fair. I would also argue that Battle for Zendikar was much more mechanic-focused than individual card-focused. Like, I think Oath of the Gatewatch came out with a lot more Eldrazi that did different things. And most of the Eldrazi in Battle for Zendikar were, like, really based on the whole, like, using your opponent's card from exile shtick. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not crazy fond of that. But the... Yeah, I'd say overall, if I was if I was to open a pack, I'd rather open Oath of the Gatewatch than Battle for Zendikar. Mm-hmm. Both had expeditions, though, and yeah. that's going to come into play in a big way later on. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, we then have let's see, dual decks, blessed versus cursed. I think I have reached the point in my Magic career where dual decks are not for me. Uh, 
I would probably agree. With the very rare exception. Mm-hmm. Like, the ble- I also think they've toned them down. I don't think the modern dual decks are as good as they used to be. Yeah, there's I no really, like, really counterspell. Like, Jace versus Chandra had counterspell and Ancestral Recall. Yeah, Jace, uh, Jace versus Chandra isn't the ones I would hold up as the first one. Angels versus Demons and Elves versus Goblins had really good cards in them. And then as you went on, like, I'm, I haven't been hugely fond of the Planeswalker ones by and large, but the dragons versus knights had a knight of the reliquary uh the uh, what's the big one the last like really good one in my opinion was speed versus cunning and speed versus cunning had some amazing cards it had zergo it had cranko it had arcanus those are just the legendaries Mm. like it there was so many good cards in uh those two decks that it's ridiculous a goblin bombardment with alternate art yeah, but there was a, a a remand with that no a remand was venser versus koth never mind venser versus koth was really good too alternate yeah. art path to exile a remand was there a remand uh yeah there was remand there was preordained too yeah but um yeah i don't think the dual decks are quite as good as they used to be that being said they're still a great beginner product right and they are they're still fun to slam against each other like my shop buys a copy mm-hmm. of every one every so often we'll grab two of them and just slam them together at random but yeah but i, I think they're they're not i am not their target market and that's okay yeah but i think that you can really see it if that it did they come out with the dual decks anthology for and for the newer decks yet no, they've just done the the plane chase anthology was this year. Yeah, okay, because the that dual decks anthology product that they put out, I think anyone's collection would hugely benefit from buying that. When dual decks anthology two comes around, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Yeah, I guess it'll depend. I don't know what the next four are in that set, so mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Yeah, we'll see. But this one had a foil Geist of Saint Draft in it. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's things I remember. <laughs> uh, did it have the zombie in it, the grave crawler too? No, that's a pretty good. Which one had grave crawler? I don't think any of them had grave crawler in it. One of them definitely had grave crawler. I don't believe you are correct, sir. No. Give me a sec. I was wrong. Blessed of uh, grave crawler in it. You're right. Yeah. So that that one actually had some pretty good cards, but the I still feel like overall the decks just aren't as as cool as they once upon a time were. Much like the From the Vault products, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, let's see. After that, we had... I guess the next thing we hit is Shadows over Innistrad. And the hype was real for Shadows over Innistrad. Yeah, the hype was real. Um, I, I think the sh- Shadows over Innistrad was the last... Well, not the last, but close to the last of the big hype for this year. Uh, sure. In my opinion. In my, in my opinion and experience. Maybe I would agree that I would agree that what 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 you are actually thinking about is that how bad Eldritch Moon was and Kaladesh was kind of a recovery pattern because it's like come on Watsy I want to keep playing your game but yeah all right let's get into it Shadows over Innistrad yeah um Shadows was a cool set like, Shadows was a really cool set with a really cool concept like the lead in to the whole. Shadows over Innistrad sounds very, very much like the Shadow over Innsmouth. It was hinting at the kind of Lovecraftian horror that they were going to get into. Um, the fact that Avacyn had gone rogue. The fact that you n- knew Nahiri was involved somehow and that Nahiri was like the bad dude for the set was mm-hmm. super, super cool. Uh, 
I did we get our our crappy werewolf legend in shadows? No, that was in uh, that was in uh, Eldritch Moon. The set of disappointment. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, but we we got some more transform cards. We got a really good Avacyn. Mm-hmm. One thing I liked about this, they they did right with Shadows over each other. They did completely wrong with Battle for Zendikar. What's that? When we came back to Battle for Zendikar, we came back to the world of Rise of the Eldrazi. We didn't come back to the world of Zendikar. Yes. Versus this has felt like more Innistrad. Yeah, this felt like Innistrad, not... <laughs> like, th- this felt like the return to normalcy. This feels like Avacyn had been restored, and now something bad has happened. Because that's what, like, when we initially came to Innistrad, it was, uh, this is the world, and something bad has just happened, and we're kind of reeling from it. But otherwise, the world is still, it's at that point where it, we're still relatively normal, but disaster is lurking. And that's when you realize that Avacyn was gone. See, I, but, I think that I, I I respectfully disagree in that I feel like this was the set where what they did is they literally went, instead of going back to the world of Avacyn Restored, where, you know, the, the sun is finally broken, there's light in the way to the darkness, where we went right back to the dark, gothic Innistrad. That's what I'm saying. When we initially, because when we initially went to Innistrad, it was like, the world is mostly normal, but this bad thing has just happened and the consequences are leeching through everything. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing has just changed. And it was both Avacyn-centric in the original Avacyn, or in the original Innistrad. It's like, oh, this is kind of the world of Innistrad normally, except that Avacyn's gone and we're just suffering the consequences of that. And in this one, it was like, well, this is kind of the world of Innistrad returned to normalcy, except that Avacyn's suddenly gone rogue and we're just suffering the consequences of yeah. that. Okay, I was I was confused with what you were saying. So Yeah, no, it, it had the, a very similar feel to OG Innistrad, but still kind of different. Like, the corruption of white cr- characters made a really big difference uh, flavor-wise from original Innistrad, and I thought that was really cool. Because original Innistrad, white was very much the good guy color. And to arrive uh, in the world of Shadows and have white be this like big threat was super cool. Because white and red were the colors of humanity in original Innistrad, and in Shadows, white and red were the colors of angels slaughtering people wholesale. Yeah, like having anytime white is the bad color is interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then we have we're going to talk about the Magic Welcome decks because they're thirty card decks for brand new stinking players. Yeah. Um, Eternal Masters is the next thing that came out. Hype was real for Eternal Masters. Let me re- tell you. Yeah, hype was real and hype was justified. Yeah, absolutely. Eternal Masters was full of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, super, super good stuff. Lots of high-value reprints. It's a product that I didn't end up participating in too much. I didn't participate in much new Magic product this year. I mostly bought singles I needed for my EEH decks. But this is, like, of all the products that came out this year, this m- is probably the one that I think is arbitrarily best for the game. Uh... Like it's not it's not my personal favorite, but it's the one that I think that ought, if we were to scale them all, I think Eternal Masters was the best product to come out for the game of Magic this year. Um, maybe for the game of Magic as the whole macro kitchen table to high end yeah. pro tour play, sure. That's exactly I, what I'm saying. <laughs> I do think it. I do think it skews a little bit towards this is this is a set that's our wheelhouse as opposed to say like dual decks which are exactly not. Like, mm-hmm. Very rarely am I excited to open packs. 
Mm-hmm. This got me really, really excited to open packs. Absolutely. Yeah, everything you opened had something decent inside. It was lots of new art reprints, lots of cards reprinted in new borders. Super good. And great, world, great set. And World Gorger Dragon at Mythic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? You don't like World Gorger Dragon? You don't You don't feel like having all your permanents exiled? I don't like a world where... I get to have where there are there are packs that have both seventy dollar mythic rares and dollar mythic rares. That's just magic. That's every set that has ever existed. But but the span is not normally that wide. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna okay. I'm gonna talk about these. So I skipped the first one. The Magic the Gathering art books that come out are cool. They're cool enough. I mean, you got to be really into whatever world. Uh, they're talking about like I would probably be willing to get one for Innistrad Mm -hmm. but I'd never buy like the magic art book for like I don't think I'd ever buy one for Zendikar and I like Zendikar a lot Mm -hmm. yeah I uh it's cool that they do stuff like that and for the people who are either very big into magic art or stuff like that I it's cool that they do these it's not my wheelhouse Mm mm-hmm then it's cool. That... Oh, it's cool that you can get them, but I'm not. I'm not going to be putting out coffee table books of the art of Innistrad anytime soon. Right. Um. Then we have Eldritch Moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 here's the thing is I think we were all burnt out on Eldrazi's. Yeah, and we we saw the twist coming from a mile away, and we really, really, really were hope. Much like the American election. <laughs> we were really hoping the results weren't going to be what they were. <laughs> yeah, it was not a... It was not like... And, and here's the thing. is There's some decent cards in Eldritch. I mean, Grim Flayer is in there. Card's good. Then Liliana is the hotness. Even, there's em- a... even Emrakul is a cool card. But I think we were just so burnt out on Eldrazi-esque tentacle monsters that... That when it came out, and also, like, the ratio of cool cards, there's some cool cards, but there's not a lot. Yeah. There's not a lot that stand the test of time. There was a lot of, like, ooh, I'm going to play with this thing and see how it goes. But over time, there wasn't a lot that stuck around. And Meld. Oh, yeah. Meld was in there. Meld was in there, and Meld is gross. Have you ever seen people trying to play with the Meld cards? Yes. It's hideous. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it's not real good. So, like, it's just not great, is all. Yeah, Meld's a, Meld's a gross mechanic. And Meld, and the problem is that Meld had such, like, there's cool potential there. Like, I get exactly what they were trying for. It just doesn't but work in magic. Ungodly ugly. This is the kind of thing that works, like, that works in an online card game. Hearthstone sure. could pull off Meld easily. Yeah. You know, but... Ugh. Yeah, it just felt... Gross. This is not terrible. It felt, like, childish. Yes. Like, flip them over and put them together, and you get this cool giant monster. Yeah, no, it was not a well-executed... And they and you really felt like they, they knew how poorly executed it was, because there was, like, what, four pairs? Three. 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 Wow. And, and, yeah, and, and, the and... angel, the land, and the black card. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, no, it, it was not good. What else? I'm trying to think. Emerge was in there in uh, Eldritch too. Yeah, the green Emerge card kind of gets played, right? I say the Baconator, but other than that, I can't think of any other. Yeah, I didn't like like none of the mechanics introduced for the first time in Shadows was super cool, especially after 
uh, or not Shadows, I should say, uh, Eldritch Moon, especially after Shadows brought us Madness back, uh-huh. which is such a cool mechanic. And they fixed Madness, too. That's, yeah. that's the other thing, is that Madness was this terrible rules nightmare, but uh, um, now that it's not, like, they fixed Madness, so it's clean and easy to use. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know, I think that maybe not the most not the most successful set with Eldritch Moon. And kind of where the hype train started to be derailed for me. Hang on. Did you were you picking up my dog's barking? Yep. Alright, well. He he he's done for now ish. Fair enough. Oh, there's a snowplow outside. Uh, yeah, the hype train hit a wall. Like Hard. I, like yeah, it just like let's be honest, just, it stopped. <laughs> yeah, and it here's the thing is that they then like, they put out so much stuff that would normally get us excited after, but they just kept... It was it was like magic was in your face or screaming, like, oh, you didn't like that? How about this? Is it, you didn't like that? How about this? And it's like, dude, give me some space for a minute. <laughs> right. Cause, because our next four four things come out... Because Eldritch Moon came out uh, July 22nd. Mm-hmm. You then have From the Vault Lore, August 19th, Conspiracy 2, August 26th, Obnixilus vs. Nissa, September 2nd, Kaladesh, September 30th. Yeah, that was a lot all at once. Yeah. And I was excited for one of those. Uh, I was excited for two of those. Okay, next product is From the Vault Lore. This one was not good. Yeah, like, there was there was definitely, like, aka From the Vault Jute and Filler. Um, yeah, bad, bad, not good. Okay. And worse than being not good, it didn't even make sense at least with like the from the vaults of devastation, most of those cards were, you know, devastating. Devastating. But in from the vaults lore, it was like Momir Vig is here. Why? Because yeah. we want to reprint a shiny alternate art Momir Vig. But he's like so irrelevant to Magic's history. Yeah, that's that's the card you're gonna pick for Ravnica block. Okay. Um. Yeah. Exactly. It was just a a set full of WTF, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, there was a lot of awkward card choices in there. But... And and that and part of that is because when you look at like magic history, as far as cards that depict events, <clears throat> that's a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, it was characters and worlds, and you got the story by reading the books or stuff like that. You didn't get the story from uh from the cards themselves. Where now the cards tell the story. So if they do from the vault lore two in twenty twenty four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be very easy. Like, there's cards like Kozilek's Return, or... I, I mean, see, I, I hear what you're saying, but I disagree. Because I think that the cards the cards didn't tell a story, and then they got really into having the cards tell a story, and then they fell out of it again, and now we're like we're back in the cycle of the cards telling the story. Sure, I, but guess, I guess there's, like, on Onslaught Block, where every, car- every card is a, like, literally a comic strip, sure. Yeah, there's just, there's so much, like... There's just there's that's that's an awkward set to build. Mm-hmm. And I'm but like, like yeah, there wasn't enough from invasion. There wasn't enough from apocalypse. There wasn't enough from the onslaught or ch- chainers like chainers torment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like there's so yeah. many good options. Mm-hmm. And then they picked like like the the thing from the chainer thing is unmasked or the uh yeah there's there's just a lot of weird choices for cards here. Yeah. Weird choices that they shouldn't have made. But that's okay. That's alright, because uh, I was burned out at this point, and it would have sucked if I felt really, really compelled to buy this set. Yeah. Plus, you had Conspiracy 2 the next weekend. 
Mm-hmm. And Conspiracy 2 is a super, super cool product that, despite my burnout, I was still excited for. And probably my favorite product of this year. Uh, I don't know. Because there's, like, Commander 2016 is hard for me to beat, but Conspiracy is also a lot of fun. I actually like this new Conspiracy more than I like Commander 2016. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, Conspiracy was great. Like, anytime you get to do that somewhere, I will say that the draft matters cards in conspiracy one were better absolutely but as far as like silly like i call it beer and pretzels magic like mm-hmm. even even like if i'm in an lgs drafting conspiracy it feels like kitchen table play which as somebody who primarily like who doesn't play a lot of competitive magic yeah like i like kitchen table play experiences yeah the big thing for conspiracy for me is that it's full of some really cool reprints, but it's also full of really, really cool, fun cards to play with that are original. Like uh, that Ghost Planeswalker, um, New Grenzo, New Silvala. There's tons of legendary, the New Marchesa. There's so many cool legendaries that got printed. So many cool cards to like fiddle about with, uh, with weird movie bits that I, I was just... Really, really happy with this set. Uh, there's, there's so many. I could take almost any one card from this set and just run off with it and do something crazy, which I find exciting. Yeah, and there's also a feel of like I love, I love that the conspiracy is is so seeped in flavor. Like you get that kind of feel mm-hmm. of like Renaissance Italy, Medici stabbing each other type stuff. Yeah, and I just, cool. I, I love that there's such a such a feel to that. I feel like. I feel like if I was in the magic offices and I was looking at the dev team I put on Conspiracy 2 and the dev team I put on Eldritch Moon, I'd be trying to figure out what happened to create such a disparity level between the two of them. Right. <laughs> um, after that, we have Dual Decks Nissa versus Obnixilis, which is, again, Dual Decks aren't my thing. I will say this. The Obnixilis and the Nissa art on this is really good. Gorgeous alternate art. That's yeah. a, like... And good cards. Two really, really good Planeswalkers, particularly for, like, Kitchen Table and Magic. Both of them are really, really good. Yeah. But, like, I mean, other than that, like, the du- they were a new dual deck. There was nothing wrong with the product. In fact, I think this one was... I don't think the reprints were super good, but just, like, the value of that Nissa and Obnixilis with how pretty they are was a big deal to me. Yeah. This is the closest I've come to buying one in a long time, and instead I waited till someone sold the Obnixilis back to the shop and bought it. But mm-hmm. I'm just having a really quick look through the deck list just to see if there's anything huge that I'm missing. And I want to say there was about. one decent green card. Like w- Wood Elves was reprinted. Crop Rotation was reprinted. Crop Rotation is the card I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, other than that... Let me see, anything like, no, there's a lot of not good in this, uh, in this thing. I mean, we've got another reprinting of Mosswort Bridge. Oh, uh, Innocent Blood, I guess, was in the black one. Ambition's Cost was in the black one. Innocent Blood had also just been printed in Eternal Masters, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like, oof, the demons they chose to put in the Obnixilis deck. That's rough. Yeah, there was that deck was uh the decks weren't good, but the marquee cards were good and again, not our target audience. Mm-hmm. Uh I the decks weren't 
good, but those planeswalkers were sure pretty. Uh-huh. Then we had then, Kaladesh. Yeah, I was not excited for Kaladesh. I was see, so burned out. See, and I agree. I think it was the, the problem with just being at the bottom of the burnout pile. Kaladesh is a good set. Kaladesh is such a good... Like, looking at it, the masterpieces are are should be something that I'm really, really pumped for. And the... The set itself, if you took out all the masterpieces, the set's so cool. Uh-huh. It's one of the first times we've, like, since, like, Ravnica, where we've seen a magic world where it doesn't look like it sucks to live there. Yeah. Um, it's got, it brought back dwarves in a really cool and creative way. It introduced some new races that are kind of cool. It's a very neat plane without being, like, mirrored and everything is an artifact. Yeah, it's it's an artifact plane, but still very different from Esper and Mirrodin. It's the vehicles are kind of silly, but other than that, I thought the set was super super good. Mm-hmm. But man, I was just so burned out. And when they showed it, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. There's shiny cards, and then they they do the masterpieces so soon after Eternal Masters. And on top of that, the reveal that every single new Magic product is going to have something like Masterpieces or Expeditions. And it's just like, well, if you're going to be printing these super expensive, super exclusive cards every set, I'm going to be excited when I open a pack and get one, but there's no way I'm going to go seek them out. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. See, I, on the other hand, like that, because I love the idea of going on this hunt for high-end. Like, when I was in Denver, I just got the last Masterpiece I needed for... Um, uh, Kaladesh. So I'm, psyched, I'm psyched about going hunting for the, the, uh, the Aether Revolt list is out and I've got, I think nine of them I want. Yeah, no, that's, it's just, there's no way. Like trying to collect them all with these things, just mm-hmm. not a chance. I'd lose my mind. Well, for me, it's not all of them. It's just the, the ones I want. Just the ones, just the ones you like. Okay. Fair enough. Like, or, or to me, to be honest, it's the ones in the cube. Yeah. But I, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I was just Kaladesh really, really suffered from burnout for me. But that's like that that happens. But mm-hmm. uh, the set itself, like, it's not. I'm trying to like make it as clear as possible that it's not a reflection on my opinion of the quality of the set. In fact, of all the main story sets that came out this year, I think that Kaladesh is probably the best. Um, I think it's Kaladesh or Oath of the Gatewatch. I think Kaladesh is better than Oath. I really, really do. Because Kaladesh ha- also had to be something new. Oath of the Gatewatch was building on an original run and so much other stuff. But sure. and I do think another. I think another reason why like Shadows and Eldritch Moon kind of halted our hype train is that it's just another like we're Magic players are kind of guilty of wanting the new hotness all the time, and back to back return blocks made it kind of <laughs> rough. After Kaladesh was Commander. Yeah, and Commander was cool. Uh, I I think I'm on record as saying that I don't think they quite pulled off what they were going for, but they sure put out some cool cards in the attempt. Yeah, there's some neat stuff in here, and I think that mm-hmm. like I hope I hope partners maintains being a thing. I don't think it's gonna come back. Oh, I really that's, that's... I agree. I agree. I wish it would come back. I don't think it's gonna come back. None of uh, none of the other ones have. None of the other commander mechanics they've put out have. Yeah, but partner also feels like one that wants more. Like, are there really that many more, like, join forces cards that you can think of? Where partner just, every time you add, adds... If you add a new partner commander, you add, what, 15 new deck combinations? 
Yeah, maybe. It could it, it I'm not saying it won't happen. I just and I'm I wish it would, but I don't think it will. Yeah. I hope. Let's put it that way. Hope for you. There you time. go. <laughs> uh and then uh Planes yeah, but, anthology. Oh, sorry. We're well, let's about Commander. Yeah, let's not skip through Commander so quickly because it was also the first time we got legitimate four-color commanders. Yeah, we got some four-color uh generals going on which are fair to midland across the board. Some of them are really uh, Atrax is yeah, very Atrax good. Was, Atrax is real good, and and if we're real honest, all of these, there's only one that I would go. Why are you really playing that? Uh, I mean, there's Atrax is really good. I think the artifact one is very very good if you want to make the artifact deck. Yep. I think if you want to go all in on artifacts, that's a great option to go with. Um, I think I think Yidris the Cascade guy is just fine. Yeah, Yidris is like meh to okay. I, I think I get the, it. I think that I think the Yidris deck has a the Yidris deck as it's constructed has a problem. I think Yidris as a general could be really good. Yeah, the the top three I would say are Atraxa easily by a mile and a half, yeah, and yeah. then and there's, a, then and there's then, like three or four open spots. Then there's and, Brea, <laughs> and then the Group Hug Commander probably. The Group Hug Commander I can see a really strong argument for playing because it gives you access to all the Group Hug colors. Sure. I, I think that the, the group hug one and Yidris are pretty even. It is entirely on what you want to do. And it really sucks, and it really hurts that the not blue commander is just not great. Yeah, yeah like, I've, I've tried. I've seen people play it. I... Like, it's just, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, it doesn't give enough direction. There's a bunch, the way they phrase those rules, put it in this super specific niche where it's not very good, it's toughness is more than its attack what the hell uh and i mean it's it's a badass viking chick who hates blue cards that that's could not be more my language well viking kind of celtic she looks like a mishmash but i mean it just it just doesn't work like she the they they could have if they'd slightly tweaked the sentences on that card one way or another they could have made a really, really awesome general, and instead they make one that you you slap down, you really piss off one person at the table, and then it's like it just it doesn't do what you need it to do. Yeah. Zena Ghost does the same job so much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's also a lot of good like there's a lot of there's a few good cards. There's also a lot of fun, silly EDAG cards. If you haven't played Cruel Entertainment yet. Get a copy and play Cruel Entertainment. That card's I hilarious. I hate that card. I that hate card that card. Is so funny. I I am I am firmly convinced that there's no way to take another player's turn and have it be fun. <laughs> it's like, not fun uh, for the other player. It's fun for the person who casts Cruel Entertainment and goes, "Dance, monkeys, dance." Yeah, that's no that's no bueno, no bueno. Um, there's some really cool cards that came out of the set. I I don't think that the Vile Smasher is great, but I still want a player because mm-hmm. she seems dumb and swingy, which is kind of my thing. Uh, I think that there's some really cool generals actually. Now that I I think of Bruce Tarl. Yeah. Bruce Bruce Tarl is strong man, and he teaches you how to be strong like bull. Yeah. I uh, but, I threw uh Siddhar Kanda and Ikrishadigui into a Doran deck. That's real good. I I'll bet. <laughs> those, those cards are delightful. That that alone, like remember how we were talking about? I wish partner could be uh, you just partner anyone with anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real poor choice. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that if you just could partner like Ikra Shidiki 
with Doran, I, I still say that's okay. Uh, I do not. Like that's <laughs> that's that's real. That's real busted. Yeah, maybe maybe you need to put like a limit on the number of extra colors it can add or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's super good. I I think that the the product was good, not great, and I think that there's been better pro- uh, commander products before. But I we have four color commanders. Yeah. It's it, it's happened. We have them now. You yeah. can play them. Mm-hmm. That's a box worth checking off. Exactly. And then we had Plane Chase Anthology to wrap up the year right before, uh, I guess that came out November twenty or November 25th. There are cards in Plane Chase that people don't have and still want. Maelstrom Wanderer among them. Uh, was Maelstrom Wanderer not reprinted, though? Was that, uh, Maelstrom was that the big thing? Maelstrom Wanderer was Eternal Masters. And oh, uh, okay. Arsenal. Yeah, no, but uh, I was wondering if he was reprinted in the Commander's Anthology, because I don't think he was. Yes, he was. Was? Or not it, in it's... the Plane Chase Anthology? It's all of them? It's, it is the second round of plane chase decks. Gotcha. So it's the better decks and all the planes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So they're out there. It's also giving people a chance to play plane chase. I know one of the guys at my shop has it, and every so often we'll pull them out and play commander with plane chase, which drives me up a tree, but other people know Oh, it. yeah. Commander with plane chase is gross. Yeah. So we have, we have all that that came out, and then that's the last product for the year. Oh, thank God. <laughs> right? Like... So, looking at the schedule right now, we have Aether Revolt, Modern Masters, Amokthet, Commander Anthology, Archenemynical Bolas, Hour of Devastation, and that's the first half of the year. One, two, four, five, six, seven, as opposed to this year. Of course, this year, the the problem didn't come in the first half of the year. The problem came, like... August. uh, Yeah, like... end of july through end of august getting a product every other week Mm -hmm. that was that was the big issue Mm -hmm. but yeah trying to uh you just can't maintain that but oh man i don't i'm still hesitant aether revolt like seeing this stuff coming out for aether revolt has kind of given me hope for getting excited for magic spoilers again because this year was the year of burnout for me and a lot of other people i know that some people did not feel the same way and i'm and i can't stress this enough i'm so happy for you guys if you were excited for every magic product that came out all throughout the year i'm i'm not upset or think you're wrong i am so happy that you were able to enjoy that and i'm i'm just a little sad that i didn't yeah that's kind of the same thing i'm just like there was so much stuff yeah, and they jammed a bunch of it together, well, and, and they and no time to really enjoy it. Like, yeah, no no time to savor it, and they they had ex- excitement things that kind of stomped on each other. Mm-hmm. Like to have the masterpieces come out and be like, by the way, this is going to be every every set now. It's like, well. That's kind of why we got excited for some of the reprint products like Modern Masters and Eternal Masters. And now you're telling us that every set we're going to get these special high power cards. And if they aren't high power cards, then why do we care? Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, like the Ornithopter uh, Masterpiece? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone looking at, I think that everyone looking at the second round of Masterpieces has a, a little bit of question marks over their head. They they are not the same as the first round of Masterpieces. Uh... No, not not even. Close. That's a conversation for another podcast. Like, all right, because I, I think I think these are also very good, and we'll we can uh, argue about which ones are good, bad, and other later. I disagree, but that's okay. Um, yeah, there's some there's some craziness, but that's all right. What uh, what were our resolutions uh, slash 
predictions last year, Noel, because we do that every year. Yeah, let me bring up. So I listened to the podcast at the end of last year, the end of the podcast from 2015, and we had some guesses about that as well as our resolutions. So mm-hmm. here's what we had. Um, uh, Eric pre- guessed that this was going to be the year of four color commanders. Booyah! Nailed it. Yeah, I was hopeful for that and wanted that, but was not uh, not expecting that. Like I figured they were going to be ally colored and keep it balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric said the multi the special release product would not be Conspiracy Two. I said it would be Conspiracy Two. Damn. <laughs> for Noel. <laughs> All right, we're tied up. Yep. Noel said Prophet of Crufrix gets banned. Nice. <laughs> Call well played. That. Um, Watsi, uh, Eric had Watsi, uh, Prince of Legend that gets banned. No, no, did not happen. Nope. No Grizzle Brand. Yeah, no Grizzle Bro. Um, Eric, we find out what happens to Nahiri in Shadows Over Innistrad. Hey, there we go. Yep. That was kind of a low-hanging fruit, I think, yeah. but... The more complicated one, one I'm pretty proud of, said, Noel said that the Shadows Over Innistrad plot will be Jace wandering around Innistrad, finding Soren and Nahiri, and then dealing with the fallout from that will be the next set. Hey, there you go. <laughs> pretty much nailed that one. Um, uh, Eric said 2016's Commander Pride will be better than 2015 or 2014. Uh, which one was 2015? The monocolored and the ones from last year. I think I stand by that. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Mm. So those were our guesses of things from Watsy. Do we want to do Watsy guesses for next year or? Uh, sure. And then we'll I go mean, into our resolutions at the after that. Oh God, the problem with the the problem with the guesses for next year is because we've already had so much stuff spoiled. Have you seen? The stuff about Atlantis, basically. Yeah, the Atlantis, the Atlantis-looking plane that is a rumor. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a heavily backed-up rumor. Um, I okay, so let's go into predictions for Watsi next year. I think that I predict Nicobolus does not get defeated. Um. Hour of Devastation is all Nicobolus focused, right? So I yeah. I predict that the big bad guy Nicobolus does not get laid out. Right. I think he loses the fight, but doesn't like die or permanent loss. Like I think that I think I think he loses to the Jaces League, but I don't okay. think he dies or anything like that. I think he will still be a big bad about the multiverse. I yeah, uh, I would even not be surprised if Hour of Devastation he wins something big. Like he like the that's the Jace because I think that the Jaces League is gonna win. Aether Revolt, and then it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Hour of Devastation is the first time... Because they've won every fight so far, right? Yeah, yeah it wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me if Hour of Devastation is, like, legitimately... the it, It's the Empire Strikes Back, where they just get kind of smacked around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. Alright, your turn for a prediction. Okay, big controversial one. Okay. A member of the Jace's League dies before the end of 2017. God, I hope so. That would be interesting. I think... I think... I think some character, I don't know who it is, I have no idea, it, and and I, I hate to say it, but it looks like it's going to be Ajani, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, they have to car- copy Narnia, right? It'll be fine, he'll be back in 20, uh, 2018, talking about <laughs> how he could have saved the day the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ajani. The other ones that wouldn't surprise me would be Nyssa, or, um, and then, like, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Nyssa either. And then, like, the big, I'll, I'll say the, like, dark horses, I seriously doubt Chandra or Jace are going out. Yeah, I don't not, think that would happen. Chandra or Jace. 
But I think there's a possibility for Liliana or Gideon. Um, I think Gideon over Liliana. Well, I think Gideon I, over Liliana because Liliana still has too much plot unresolved. Yes, and you have to keep her around to you know. Right. She, she needs to. Well, yes. Also to uh, like either win and get rid of all the yeah, like kill all the demons or like or get her comeuppance for being a horrible version for thousands of years. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, I'll I'll say that if your prediction is right, it's a Jani or Nissa. Yeah. Um, other prediction. Uh, I'm gonna say hopeful prediction here. Uh, I want to see the return of Obnixilus. Okay. As far as villains go, Obnixilus is Obnixilus and Nahiri have been my favorite mm-hmm. in in Magic so far. I really, really like both of those characters, and I I don't know whether I'd say Nahiri's coming back, but I predict the return of Obnixilus. Sure, I think I think Obnixilus is more likely than Nahiri. Mm-hmm. Um, other Watsi guesses. I am guessing that like this year we had Conspiracy Two, we had Eternal Masters, we had didn't we have another like extra product in there too? Uh, Conspiracy, Eternal Masters, okay, Commander, and From well, the Vault. Well, but we're we're gonna get a From the Vault every year. We're gonna get a Commander every year. Do we already know what From the Vault is? No, we don't. That that second half of the year. Mm-hmm. So this year we know um. We know about uh, Modern Masters 2 in March, mm-hmm. which actually, like, I think I like it in March more than I like it in uh, June when they did the Internal Masters. But uh, I am guessing that there will be one less, like, that that clump of products that happened end of, or like, August through September, I don't think will happen this year. I think they've yep. realized that that was too much, and that they'll, like, the summer, whatever the summer thing, or the summer thing is uh, Arch Enemy Nicol Bolas... I don't think there'll be a extra jammed in product towards the end of the summer, which causes that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I predict. Okay, I'm gonna cheat a little bit on this one. I predict either very end of 27, near the tail end of 2017, or the beginning of 2018. But we'll see the direction. We'll we'll see if it's moving in this direction. I predict. Uh, the announcement of a ceasing of one of the reprint products. Oh, they'll get rid of, uh, either get rid of, uh, dual decks or from the vaults or something. One of the master series. And then they'll just be gift box or something like that. Some, some kind of one of the big reprint things. I think that with the, I think that I personally believe it might be a mistake doing the premium reprints every set. Uh, but I also think that if they realize that, or if they agree with me, they won't be canceling that because it's too soon. Mm-hmm. It's too soon after announcing it. So I think we're going to see one of the reprint products get announced to be going away. Okay. Uh, let's see. Other Watsy predictions. I think the last prediction we should make is something for Commander, right? The new Commander product? Yeah. I think I think more partners, actually. I'll throw that out there. I think there will be more partners in... Uh... I think That's I think Watson has liked how that has come out, and I think there will be more more partner commanders. And and it may be that they're just like <clears throat> if there's two uh, monocolor ones or, or something like or that. Or let's say even if it's do- or if it's uh, um if it's dual color if they're dual uh, um if the if the commander decks are two colors, I, I will say also less colors. I think it'll be two. Yes, I, mean, I, I think it's going to be two colors and probably ally colored pairs. 
I would I would agree with that. If they gave us even like a red one and a green one would work, or like even just two red green ones, mm-hmm. and just make more. I think there'll be more partner commanders. I don't think there will be more partner commanders, but I I will completely agree that ally ally col ally dual colors is probably what's going to happen. I think that whether or not it's ally dual colors, they're going to do something simpler. It's going to be something way less complicated than for like in terms of trying to work out the details than four color. It would not surprise me if it is another monocolor deck series and that they did something else to be shticky. Because, like, for the monocolor ones, they did Planeswalkers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the... Hang on a second. I can hear your imaginary girlfriend. Yeah, I can... Everyone can hear my imaginary girlfriend. I said shticky, not schnicky. Uh, um, yeah, I think that... I, uh, in fact, you know what? If you're going with ally colors, I think that's likely. But I'm going to go with monocolor. Okay. Just, just for the giggles of it, or, or something, something similar that, uh, where it's simplified, but do, doesn't even necessarily have to be a color cycle. Or how, how interesting? Oh, go ahead. You're, you're for, yours first. How interesting would it be if they did something where it wasn't a full color cycle, and right. then one of the decks was colorless? That's what I was exactly going to say. Was that? Yeah. It was an. It was an. It was a like because they could do like and and really they could go all over the place with they could do a five color one a no color one and just and build like an in like not incomplete cycle but like not a unifying mm-hmm. color theme. Yeah. I wonder. And sprinkle, because then you could sprinkle partner ones in, and like, if you do one that's three colors, then sprinkle some partners in there or stuff like that. I wonder. It's very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, I think that we are in agreement that whatever the new commander deck is going to be, it's going to be simplified over what has yeah, the complicated as, mess that, that came this year. Yeah, the, as, as, a, as far as color goes, it will be simplified. Yes, absolutely. And as, as we say simplified, we also just said colorless and five color <laughs> i i would not i i don't think five color i would not be surprised if it, if we saw another cycle of planeswalker commanders though and i think that would be actually kind of exciting to see another cycle of planeswalker commanders mm-hmm. um all right so what were our resolutions or predictions for ourselves resolutions, Uh-oh. things we were going to try to do and we failed so hard <laughs> uh some of these probably not uh well okay I sucked. I, I sucked him up pretty hard, but you might have done better. Um, me get rid of some of my decks. I complained that I had decks in boxes that I hadn't played in years. Those decks are still in those same boxes. You are a bad, bad man. I'm All right, bad. where's Eric my said, first failure? Get your collection contained and organized. Oh shit! I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I'm off to a good start. I got a. Uh, you know the long boxes. Uh huh. I realized that my buddy had came home one day. With a like twelve row, like a three by four box for containing long boxes, and he's like, "They're thirty bucks, dude." And I was like, "Really?" And my entire collection is now in uh, twelve long boxes. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. It's yeah. so good. Also, I moved in with my girlfriend, and she'd never allow me to have the mess that I did. Fair enough. Um, Noel, write something for the website. Didn't happen. Mm, okay, fair enough. Uh, and quite frankly, well. I have an idea, but it's not a very good one. So I'm still right. trying to make it a good idea before I try to sell it. Eric, cool. get a trade binder and or trade more. 
I have a trade binder. It's not filled. <laughs> I have not been uh, I have not been actively trading, but paring down my collection is probably going to be one of my resolutions for 2017. So I can see myself selling and trading a lot more as a uh, a method to do that. I found a bunch of new players who really like sorting cards. Really? Yeah, so I'm going to pay them in commons and uncommons and money and pizza and have them sort my collection for me. Oh my god, did just an army of little magic sorting gremlins? Like, there's like three or four of them, and they're high school age-ish. All right, there you go. And I'm going to pay them. They are little, they're little gremlins. Right, and it's like, and if you guys see stuff you want, we'll make a deal. We'll... <laughs> Alright. Alright. Noel, build some EDH decks for my new meta. I did that. And then I listed right. off Marchesa, Aloro, Esper Control, and Ruhan, you did this to yourself, which I built exactly none of. Oh dear. Uh, Eric, build a green deck that feels green. Titania! Okay. I did the thing. I made a Titania deck, and it definitely feels green. Mm-hmm. Eric, build a white deck that feels white. Oh boy! Uh, did I do that? I'm reaching back into my memory banks. I don't Sounds think... Sounds like no. <laughs> I did. I didn't... I looked at maybe building Linvala. You know what? The new, if it wasn't for the new white guy who just got revealed that we're not going to talk about, uh, I did have another idea for a white general that I I was thinking about building, inspired by our po- last podcast. Uh, I, I was thinking about making Celestial Kieran. <laughs> oh. But I, I think the new white guy I'm definitely going to make. And he feels whitish. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric had build a new, quote, what the hell general. Like a general that when you flops down the table, everyone looks at you funny for why are you playing that piece of card? Um, you, you said it used to be Norin the Wary, but everyone's seen what Norin does. Hmm. Did I do that? Sounds like no if you're thinking about it this long. I mean, I'm thinking about what qualifies, because I played Gitrog, and Gitrog was definitely a what-the-hell general for the first week, because everyone was like, what is... Like, we understand what it's supposed to do, but how does it do the thing, and does it work? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, i give myself a half a point for that one. Sure. Um, Noel, get Rivals Duel tokens and or swag made. Nope, still hasn't happened. Nope. Uh-oh. Sometime I will get that done. Eric, play Noel in person. Nope. There is another GP in Minneapolis this year. Oh my god. Can Keep going. <laughs> uh, Noel, get a better recording setup. I did that because at the end of last year, I was on that terrible uh, that terrible headset. Got a new yeah, headset. didn't it like, that headset, break? Well, no, that headset still works. It's, it's that I got a new headset, the new headset died, and that's why we had all the audio problems. Oh, okay. And and actually, the, the goal was to get to where I was using my Snowball to record Ugh. stuff, and I still haven't got a good place to do that yet. Oh. Um, Eric had uh, write something for the website. Mm. We're going to keep going then. Did not do. Yeah. Eric had learned to make cocktails. Hey! Did in a big way. <laughs> I'm such a cocktail guy now. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't believe that was on my list of resolutions. Yeah. And, well, you had just gotten a bar set up for Christmas. Oh yeah, that's. Ex- oh yeah, I have put it to great use. Yeah. I've got I've got menus and I couldn't count the number of bottles in my house right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You also had avoid <laughs> developing alcoholism. Uh, I think I've managed to avoid developing <laughs> alcoholism. I think I managed to uh, to do that one. All right. So those were all of our predictions. I I I did poorly, but. I did all right. Yeah, you did okay. 
All right. Of course, you also had don't become a drunk as one of the things you could score points on. Um, I mean, you know what? We all have the bar set at different levels, Noel, and you don't really get to judge someone who whose challenges are more difficult or different than yours. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about 2017. Let's talk about what's gonna happen. Oh God. These are well. I mean, I didn't. I, I'm so I'm so terrified of saying these things out loud because I feel terrible when I don't do them. But I actually did all right for my resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first one will be pare down my collection a bit. Okay. Mine is also similar. It's get collection sorted and the extras out of it. Mm-hmm. Like if that involves me just bulk selling commons on commons online, so be it. Yep. Uh, my, uh, I, I shouldn't make a resolution about that. That would be giving away too much. Uh, instead, what I will say is that, hmm. Oh man, this is interesting. I still have Marchesa, uh, Aloro, and Ruhan on my list of decks to build. Well, maybe not Ruhan. Ruhan I've kind of fallen out of love with, but Marchesa and Aloro. I really wouldn't mind finding a white deck that plays consistently decent mm. and there's a new general that may may be able to facilitate that but uh i would really not mind having a a white deck that i could consistently play and have it do well sure um i am going to oh, i know i said this last year but i'm saying it again breakouts and get rid of some of my edh decks like, mm. I just, I don't, I get to play EDH maybe once or twice a week. I just mm. don't have a, like, if I were to just straight up rotate through decks at this point, I could almost make it half the year. So some decks of mine are going to probably get reduced to Excel spreadsheets and taken apart. I would like to, and I'm not, I'm not going to commit to keeping, keeping doing this, but I would like to do the opposite. I'm a guy who rips decks apart all the time to build new ones. I wouldn't mind maintaining some decks for a while and actually like buying new deck boxes and whenever i feel like making a new deck putting the effort into getting new sleeves getting a new deck box building it all together and keeping it around for a longer period of time because i think that will help me pare down my collection because i can trade in stuff for it uh and then part of the reason i've been always making new decks is because i can only uh i've got a lunchbox set up for my magic cards, I keep them in a, the special edition Fallout 3 lunchbox, um, and I can only carry two with me at any given time, but I think I would be better off rotating which decks I bring, but keeping them together, and trying to, like, do more of what you do, where you have a bunch of decks together. I would, I don't want to get anywhere near your level, but I no, would it's, like... It's, it's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> I would like to keep several decks together and just work on them over a longer period of time instead of constantly i would like to shake the constant brew fever i have sure um also on list is get the swag made whether that's tokens or stickers or something but Mm -hmm. yeah get get to where we have some kind of rivals dual stuff that we can give away i would like to have a crossover episode uh where we go go places and bring people to us uh, a, an episode where we cross over with another podcast. Oh, sure. Yeah, we have uh, uh, we have not done that in a while, and I think yes, I should bug Commander Cast and say, hey, let me on again. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, uh, but I would like to have a, a rivals duel crossover episode. I would like to have an episode where someone comes to us because we've been on uh, each of us has been on other podcasts before, but I would like to have someone come on our show. So actually, have a guest on the show for a change. I would like to have a guest on the show. Sure. Um, 
All right, you're up. Oh, um, let's see. So this one is not exclusively magic related, but kind of. Okay. This is going to be the year where I get this adulting thing figured out. Like, <laughs> I've done a really, like, so far, like, looking at my life, I've done a really good job of just kind of, like, just kind of rolling with it and not doing a lot of long-term planning or things like that, or it's just kind of, things are going, and, and losing my job kind of shook me up a little bit of that, hey, maybe I need to start actually, like, doing adulty things, like having a budget, or, like, I went shopping for health insurance, which I know sounds boring and awful, but it's just, like, it's an adulty thing that, okay, now I am adulting. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be an adult. My girlfriend is the adult for me, uh, and I just kind of ride on the back of her adulting. <laughs> uh, so uh, my resolution is when I uh, – am I, if while we're being personal and uh, resolution-y, when I moved in with my girlfriend uh, at exactly that time of, like, move-in chaos, I was switching jobs, and I – my gym closed. And I did not get back on the the gym horse for months. So I've been lazy and not working out for months. So I would like to, I just got a new gym membership like last week because I've been working two jobs, had no days off. So there was no point in getting a membership to anything. I would like to get back in as good shape as I was before, if not better. Huh. I would like to commit to getting healthier again. Good enough. Um... Uh, Hmm. Resolutions for the show or for for the show? Not have as much weirdness happen because I feel like while while the weirdness was for the most part out of our control, some of it was just like, yep, we were we were in or or not even like the weirdness, but just poor planning. Like, how many times have we recorded at five o'clock at night when it's due up at ten p.m.? Yeah, exactly. Having a return to uh, <laughs> having a re- competency. <laughs> Uh, a return to competency, having a return to having backlogged episodes, I um, think would be great for us. I don't necessarily want to get so far where we're backlogged, because every time we did that, our stuff became super relevant because we spent too much time speculating. But no, having but, our stuff uh, recorded, like, a couple days before seems mm-hmm. pretty good. No, but I would like to get to the point where we have one one episode in the whatever green episode in the in the tank that we can pull out when there's a problem. Oh, just I a, would like just a queued up the just... King Macar. Let's build uh, some kind of argument that is a, that isn't going to be affected by a new Carter rules changes. Something like that. Sure. Just so that when Have a when our life for when exactly hits us, so that the fans aren't screwed out of another month of no no show. Yeah, that's that's valid. I think we should. I think putting a Getting a security blanket episode that we, like, shoot out and cycle every six months regardless. Or, like, Mm -hmm. when one of us is, like, like, GP Vegas is coming up, and I'm going to take a week off of work and go to Vegas. I don't have time Mm -hmm. to record. It's time to shoot out the security blanket. Yeah. I would like, also, there's, there's one more resolution I would like to make, and this might not happen until, like, the second half of the year or something like that. But I would like for both Noel and I to do some more fan appreciation stuff. Because uh, with you doing that uh, giveaway, we kind of, we had a lot of people that we'd never heard from who come out of the woodwork and be like, yeah, I've been listening to this show forever. I'd like to win a prize, da 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 And just the number of people who we have never heard from who have listened to the show forever is kind of crazy to me. And I'd like to hear from those people more. So... For you guys, I would like to do some kind of fan appreciation thing 
that allows us to interact more. I don't know if that means... I, I, I don't know what that means yet. I don't know if that's more contests to give away stuff. I don't know if that means maybe getting an, a Rivals Duel MTGO account and like playing against fans and stuff. I don't know what I'm thinking yet, but I, I would really like to give back to the fans in some way, just because our show is so small, but we've been doing it for a while, and the people who really like us really, really like us, and that that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, and I'd like to do something to make them feel warm and fuzzy too. Yeah, there's there's definitely, so to, to go on that too, as we did that contest, I was just amazed at the people, like, I'm like, wow, we had a, like 70-some people who were willing to who commented and the vast majority of the comments were hey I've liked the show for a really long time. There was only mm-hmm. one person who flat out said I've been a fan of your show since 3 minutes ago when this showed up on my news feed and I want this command beacon. Nice. <laughs> did that guy win? He did not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, and before anyone accused me of stuff, all I did was took the the list of people and literally went onto random.org and said give me a number. <laughs> nice. Uh yeah I uh I'm uh I'm excited to see what happens in new new year. Are we done with predictions? I think we're done. I I feel like we're done. I'm out of things to say. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, I'm glad 2016 is over. We got a lot of cool uh magic product, even if it wasn't necessarily doled out uh, as evenly as it should have been. Uh and. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping 2017 will be less less tiring and less just everything than 2016 was. Yeah, less uh there's can we not have another 2016? <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that would that would Let suck. me rephrase. I'm likely to go out to my garage and find out what a chainsaw tastes like if we do another <laughs> 2016, so I'd like to not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we shall see. Uh To everyone listening at home, we hope you had a happy holidays and that your 2017 is off to a good start. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys soon. How can they get a hold of you if they want to have a chat, Noel? Sure, if you want to share your New Year's resolutions with us or comment about anything we've said today, uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is email. It is Noel Clausen, N-O-L-E-C-L-A-U-S-O-N, at gmail.com. I'm also on the Twitters at at MTGNoel. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at that Bonvi guy, uh, or at my email at ericbonvi at gmail.com, E-R-I-C-B-O-N-V-I-E at gmail.com. I keep forgetting I have that Twitter account, so maybe email me. Uh, I also always look at the comments below this episode on CommanderCast and at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rivalsduel. And if you're looking for an RSS feed of the show to sign up for something directly, it is feeds.feedburner.com slash rivalsduel. Yep, and uh, hope that your 2017 is off to a great start, folks, and we look forward to seeing you two weeks from now, when we will have a regularly scheduled episode up, goddammit. Yep, (laughs) and as always, thanks for listening.